morning, morning. How's it going? Oh, man, it's so cold. It's cold. There's so that cold in Irene. Yeah, deep mm-hmm. going. Randburg as well. Randburg, it's cold, man. It's cold. It's winter. I enjoyed those uh, photographs you sent with the smo- snowflakes. Oh, the snowflakes. And, and snowflakes. Um, yes, I like them. Yeah, the slow-mo. This, I especially enjoyed the slow-mo. There's something uh-huh. uh, quite... Um, Magical. Uh, yeah, there's there's something magical about it when it's slow-mo, for sure. No, it does. It captures yeah. moments your eyes can't capture. It's, it's nice what technology has done. Welcome to Do Elephants, everyone. Welcome to Two Elephants and a Farmer. That's Afrikaans for Two Elephants in a Room. I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. In a so year. Yes, we, uh, we, year. we, we want year. to look at... We wa- uh, sorry, can I hear you? Yes. I no, no, I see it's been a year. It's been a year. A year? Yes, yeah, I'm giving you the segue, getting to the topic, man. <laughs> now you spoiled the flow. You spoiled the flow. You bastard. No, I'm, okay. I'm sorry. I, I no, often no. spoil the flow. Uh, you do. That's what you are. Uh, disruptor, I, eh? You are a disruptor, Mnir Carlitz. That's what you are. I am a disruptor, unfortunately. So I do interfere and I do uh, barge in, and I'm yes. sorry about it. Way before it was trendy. But it's, my true, it's my true nature. It's I know. my true nature. What can I say? Yeah. Okay. So the topic for today. Oh, the, yes. What is, what what, the, what elephant is the elephants? Mm. Uh, I think. You know what? Consistency for me, consistency mm. in purpose. And tenacity and in purpose. And, and what did Churchill say? Yeah. What did Churchill say? We will never give up. We will never surrender. We will fight them on the beaches. We will fight them in the streets. We will never surrender. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> never surrender. Never. Never surrender. Never surrender. Yes. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. No, I'm telling you. Yeah. I think that's, I, I was saying to Gaynor, who is my wife, for those who don't know, I was, we were talking about it yesterday, uh, Wimbledon, it's Wimbledon in these last two weeks, and did you see the Eubanks game, where the love of the underdog is a human, is a human sort of trait, we love underdogs who are going to dethrone the emperor or the king, we love that as humans, through our ages, and maybe yeah. that's one salvation. When they say we'll make rules, we go, we'll fight back. When they say do this, we say we'll do that. Maybe that's human beings. It's like carrying on, carrying on, right? Yeah, I think it's a spirit. I think it's um, I think it's a spirit that we should cherish. Yes. And I think it's something fantastic that I I think all human beings carry that. Yes, we do. You know, that kind of survival, that that um that purpose of staying alive yeah. uh, is quite something. It's quite something. But it is something thinking that, about it. Yeah, but it is something we were taught, and some of us have it more than others, I guess. Um, I think it's a, 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 of, on, a, on a scale of zero to 100, some are at 100 all the time, and some eventually just retreat into zero because the fact that we're born and the miracle of birth itself, I mean, I read again, the fact that these 8 billion of us on earth is one in a 50 billion or 100 billion chance that we could have been here ever. You know, when, when you are making babies, sure. one in three women have miscarriages and, and, and. You start doing the math. I mean, the, the mere fact that we are floating on this big rock hurtling through space around a star that takes 10,000 years to go around our galaxy is just, I think we forget the miracle that we are often, I think. Yeah. 
You forget that, yeah, right? a miracle, but also, also a narrative in simplicity, in a way, in a way, in a way, it's also very simple. I think, and not simple as in negative, simple as in positive. Yes, yes. No, no. We. Um, are. I mean, have you thought about? Have you thought about how we? Um, I, I always wonder about it. I go. I was saying to my mother the other day. You know, when someone at a very young age develops illness and then they they may or may not die and then the parents of that child or people who know the child would sort of in a way ask that this person be spared you know that whole thing yeah, yes yes that happens in any case i wonder what that does because words have meaning and energy and power so i wonder what that does to your purpose in life, whether you get spared because other people asked for you to be spared and then you have an account with the universe to to make right. And does that keep you living longer until you fulfill that purpose and then you may leave? I'm always fascinated by that that conversation mm. or that, that event. narrative. Uh, oh. Yeah, um, you know, it's interesting. Thinking, thinking of purpose... Mm. Um, where do you get you know purpose? when and how does one find your purpose your inner or your purpose whatever however you want to put it and 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 at what age are you born with a bred in inherent purpose do you only over time uh, as it subjectively suits you and your surroundings and your experiences create a purpose for yourself and then how do you and should one stick to a singular purpose for the rest of your life? That's now, you know, being a creative, being yeah. a creative uh, and, and quite radically creative as I am. Yes. Um, I get very uncomfortable when I think of sticking to a singular purpose for the rest of my life. But yes. then uh, the other part of today's elephant is consistency. Yes. Now that even that makes me even feel uh, that makes me feel inadequate. One that you um, haven't been consistent. Me, because I I don't know if creativity is a good dance partner to consistency. Look, so, I have a, okay, let me answer that for you. And I this is my view. Okay. The good. fact creative people, if you look at any creative, whether it be Picasso, uh, art directors at agencies, people making TV programs, right? It doesn't matter. We if you in a creative business where you create every day, um, the inconsistency and having it 100 percent open mind is all that keeps you going and that is consistent we have to be consistently inconsistent i mean we can pitch an idea i can pitch uh, an idea about uh, let's do a tv uh, show about people walking on beaches right i say that line to you and within five minutes we will come up with a concept now whether that concept is good or bad or commercially viable doesn't matter but we constantly have this open mind approach where we will take on any idea and we'll work the idea and we'll get excited about the idea and we'll try and push the idea. And if we get enough people who like the idea, we can maybe make it a commercial venture. And if not enough people like it, uh, we park it and move on. The problem with us is what I found with me, and I don't know about you, is I, I throw so much of my weight into an idea 
that when it fails, which it inevitably can or will or must or should or can or whatever, it, it, it hurts. And then that hurt causes you to go inward, investigate, and you come out again. I mean, it's a process. A creative life is not an easy life. Everywhere you read, it's not. No. Not for the faint hearted. Creative, creative, yeah. Creative purpose is quite uh, daunting. Yes. I agree. You, you attest. Uh, but I want to come back. I want to come back to what you've said about inconsistently, in, uh, consistently being inconsistent. Correct. And I like that. I like that because we were at such a point in one of our other podcasts where we realized that the issue, uh, in actual fact, uh, also embraces the non-issue. I don't know if that's putting it the right yes. way. But, yes, 100%. So, yeah, you need to be consistent in inconsistency. Um, yes. I like that. I yes. like that. Uh, but because, the challenge, um, you know, uh, because it is a challenge. No, no, I, I like it. I like it because there's a... There's a, a kind of a um, um, what a, a bit of a dichotomy was mm. is that a, is that the word got, yeah so there's a yeah it is a bit of a dichotomy yeah, yeah. but it's a, it's a thing where when when I was growing up I I knew when I was six years old I told my mother I'm going to be an actor one day that's what I wanted to be as an actor um, yeah. I didn't know at the time that my need for approval and my lack of handling criticism well would eventually derail that dream, which is fine. I've come to terms with it. However, I still followed in a creative career and I discovered a, a, another path to, to, to live my creativity through other people. Um, because I've been fortunate that way, that I can work with talented people, more talented than me, mostly, nine out of 10 times. I've, I've always worked with people that were more talented. I just had a way of bringing them together. Yeah. But um, what I'm trying yeah. to say is that you asked a question earlier is, is it something you know inherently or is it something you discover? And and my experience has been, it's a combination of both. You know, I, I watched yeah. acting and acting and so on, and I did a bit of that. But then when people criticized me, it broke me. And it, it broke my heart, literally. I, like, I didn't want to disappoint. And I, I wanted to really be good at it. And I wanted people to value it. And and if they didn't, then I felt like I'd failed them, you know? I can look at it now and see. Yeah. Even though I was the strongest in my class, I was told that if I stay the course, I could, I could be a great actor one day. I just couldn't take the pain. And there's another reason for that, which you won't get into today. I know where that comes from. It's seeking approval, especially for my mm. father. Those are other issues, but yeah. you must remain consistent. In your, even if you're inconsistent, remain consistent because in that you challenge other people and you you make other people sort of maybe sit up and take note. You know, it's why it's why they love us. I, 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 I yeah, I agree because I mean I've always had an issue with purpose, hmm. uh, and uh, this sounds very arrogant because I'm I'm extremely talented in different areas. Yes. And they, 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 I'm kind of the conduit for that talent yes. as a human being and as a person. Uh, but it's not easy. It's not easy to give all those talents the right amount of time and effort um, and to balance that out is not necessarily an, an, an easy life, if you think about it. Uh, because and, and you've just said it, 
in a certain way, um, there's the issue around disappointment. And then also, um, how consistent and energized have you been along your lifeline in um, developing those different talents? Yeah. You, you understand what I'm saying? So, I mean, I'm at a point in my life at the moment where I tend to look back a bit and think, oh, I should have given more time to my art. Yeah. Um, um, and, and that is in itself extremely problematic. I'm, ex I'm jealous of people that have a massive singular talent. Yes. And that is extremely consistent in driving that talent because mm. my problem is that uh, as an individual and this is very extremely subjective is that i have several talents and i kind of not float between yes maybe yes i float between them so and like i do not drive a singular one um uh enough I, uh, or hard enough Likewise. And I think like attracts like. And I mean, that's why we're friends. And that's why Nico and I are friends. And that's why uh, I have friends who are consistently inconsistent, constantly reinventing. I mean, I'm trying to imagine I'm 57, Rian, and you're a 60. Blah, 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 yeah, yeah, 60. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So here we are, old white men in a dispensation for 30 years that has changed. And I believe, from my point of view, in my heart and soul, I know this, and I know this about you, is we've moved with the times. We're not, I'm not one of yes. those guys, oh, but in the 90s, when I started out, this is what we did. I sometimes wonder about that, that we've become soft in many areas. But in other ways, you know, we've also opened our minds up to different universes and people that we never would have met. And I can say... With all honesty in my heart, I know this about you and about me and about our friends, without sounding arrogant, is that I am open to all ideas, all people, whether it be uh, mass genocide or whether it be saving the planet, the two extremes. When I look at mass genocide, I can see the reason why people go, we are too many people on this earth. We need to take some of us out or let some of us die. I can see that, like during COVID, right? You could... I. Yeah. It, now, does it make me cruel? Does it make me Hitler? Does it make me a fucking... No, I'm saying I can see. But that's a human being. We don't want them to die. Up to the other side, we would go save the planet, um, you know, stop fossil fuels, whatever else. You have to be open to it. And it's having two opposing thoughts in your mind at the same time and, and being able to entertain the idea of it. I'm not making a judgment call. I'm going, fuck, I can see the value. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we have to, as creatives, be able to see all sides of every story. We must be able to. When I meet creatives, I go, I'm just a docky maker. That's all I do. I'm a docky maker. I make dockies. I go, good. Mm. But what other elements are there? No, no, I'm a docky. I'm a purist. I'm like, good for you. That's also fine. It, it's, not fine for yeah. it's not fine for you. I know that. I know that about you. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah, look at we're okay. Yeah, it's it's not easy. It, it's not easy uh, in the sense that you know, if I think back on my my brand work and the brands I've been involved in, and oh. I get into my own value value sets, um, 
uh, I kind of, I'm going through a process where I kind of need to forgive myself for certain things or ideas I came up with. You know, if I think of uh, of insurance and that it's actually based on fear and it has a lot to do with wantum and the role I've played with certain insurance brands, I feel a little bit um, despondent about myself and Why? how I, how I, you know, I was kind of, I was usurped, I was sucked into the... Okay, I lost you there. Wait, I was sucked into? The yeah. the creative concept and the idea of uh, creating a product or products that are unique. Just pick up on that um, one. But that's not always, um, you know, if you look at the the outcome over yeah. a specific timeline, I I now look back and I think, ooh, maybe I should have focused on my art or maybe I should have focused on my writing or maybe I should have focused on architecture more than, um, yes, just uh, coming up with good ideas and making or commercializing them with people that I don't always um, share the same value set with Isaac. Yeah. So, yeah. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Like, remember, remember the old days? When I say the old days in Europe, I can only use this example. We can find other examples in the world, but let me just use the one I know. There was an emperor yeah. or whatever else, and they became patrons of poets and musicians. Do you remember that? They were yeah. So you would work for that lord and he would give you a stipend per month and you'd be able to earn a living and travel and do poetry because they invested in you. But here's the sad thing about yeah, a lot of the a lot of the classical um uh, composers uh, you know classical music had patrons. It's interesting. Yeah, okay, sorry. That state of affairs for me on this is this is that as creatives to this very day in 2023, on the um, 13th of July, we are still just being patronized. That's where patronism comes from, patronized. We are a patronized yeah. community because people will only pay for what they think they will like. And when they don't like it, they will stop paying for it. And we haven't really thought it through from a business point of view. In South Africa specifically, I know the Americans and the British and so have gotten commercial commercial entertainment right but even then even then the 0.001 percent of the entire industry is actually doing well and the rest are just living hand to mouth look at the strikes with the writers and the actors now in america america democracy where you can get two weeks notice but the actors and the writers must strike to get their rights enforced by the streaming platforms who saw a gap and went, hey, we're not in broadcast anymore. We can pay a writer once and then we don't have to pay them again. There's this grudge purchase from the guys who buy your creativity. Oh my God, we have to keep paying you, but they all make money and get bonuses. But the people who create and write and act they don't get bonuses. You get paid for a job, you leave, you move on to your next job. But the big corporates who get your work are being totally double, triple, they tripled, quadruple earn on your one job that you did that they paid you for um, at a negotiated rate. It's, it's sickening, actually, if you think about it. It's horrible. You know, you know what it, it, it is? 
and park that because you know what's interesting about purpose and if your purpose in life uh, is if creativity is in the center of that purpose yeah. is the fact that every single person would like to be and in a certain way is creative yes. every single individual right but it's interesting that certain people or most people do not live their creativity somehow i don't know what triggers it or does not trigger it doesn't matter the irony is there's always this um i would love to be creative or i oh this is incredible what you've created in inverted commas but nobody really the respect and the monetary to to be rewarded yes. so that you can be that consistently correct so be creative consistently that's a bloody difficult road for most creative if you think about it not to double back on your previous statement a couple of sentences ago you went you are you look at yourself and go you weren't consistent in one thing you had multiple things you were you were trying is because we cannot just be consistent in that one thing because you won't make a living from it you need to be multidisciplinary that's true that that reality is also true very true yes and then patrons it's like i don't know it's like very machiavellian um for me is um when you are the prince or the ceo of a company and you employ people you employ them to toe the line of your company your vision you're the ceo and you get two kinds of ceos in the world i believe ceos who fail because they like to be inclusive and ceos who are dogmatic uh, who are successful those are the only two ceos i know i don't know about ceos that are consultory and run multi-billion dollar industries. They run multi-million dollars or hundred, but they're not they're not at the power base of the Elon Musks and the Jeff Bezos and those. I mean, if you look at those people or the Bill Gates who frequented with Epstein um, and, 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 and all the banks <laughs> that you have to get into and fight for your survival in order to have the hundred million or billion or trillion that you want. I'm telling you now, I, nothing. I want someone who hears this podcast of our like 350 listeners to come back to me and prove to me that my statement is incorrect. Because from what I have seen, unless you are an absolute self-centered, egomaniacal sociopath, you cannot be the head of these big corporations. You cannot. I don't know. What, am I wrong? Or do you know someone that is real? Do you know someone? No, no, that that's an interesting. Now that's an interesting purpose. <laughs> And let's be honest, they are consistent in being exactly how you describe them. But I agree with you wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. I mean, I have uh, I have never, I mean, in my little bit of uh, touring around the corporate environment, um, I have always walked away uh, in deep thought and, and, and with a certain amount of disgust around certain personalities. You know, CEOs and 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 I, I've always I've always been and it's subjective. You know, maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm the odd one out, but I've always been. I had great expectations. You know, I do things on a handshake. I trust people implicitly, and then 
at the end of the day, you turn around and you actually disgusted. You you are you are left depleted yes. uh, by the total lack of a of a kind of okay value set that is just not that's non-existent. If you think about it, uh, it is a value set, but it's that specific one, and either you buy into it or you don't. Which which I understand. And I mean, I know for a fact that these people that I've worked with over, my, over the last 20 years all are sitting pretty right now. They have enough money, they have enough properties, they have enough income, and um, a lot of them don't have to work anymore. Um, so who's the fool here, them or me? I always ask myself. I always go, so who's the... <laughs> who's the idiot? I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. is for me, but I'm not sure whether I'm right. Yeah, look, it's interesting, you know, back to wanton, back to the age of risk. Uh, where are we? Um, what 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 should be the reigning kind of um, overbearing values that would that, that, that would gu uh, guide us as a as a humankind? Yeah. I don't know if those things have left the right results in their wake. Uh, just if, if I look at um, if I look at the state that the planet that this this yes. rock this ball is in yes um, I think uh, you know we back to that the big wide road and the narrow road and the choices we make yes. and the attitudes um, we have towards nature for example towards other people towards other cultures towards other re religions yes you know yes. i just I, I just look at look at the Pal the israeli jewish palestine ongoing saga it's been going on and then you think of yeah and then you think about religion and what religion is or should be about and you i, I just shake my head i just shake my head i mean i i i I, I I can't even comment on well, that really. Yeah, I, I I always say follow the money. It's all about the money. Even even it is it is even it is, yeah. Bible. Go and look. Go look at the Bible. Go look at Moses, the Egyptians, the grain, Joseph. If you if you read the Bible for any other reason, it's just to get a snapshot of Middle Eastern history. Just read it because that's what the Bible is. It's a Middle Eastern historical book it has got fuck all to do with the rest of the world and yet this idea because of one man called jesus is now being enforced across this planet in south america by the spanish in africa by the portuguese and english in india no matter where you go these people have taken this book the bible and this is not bible bashing but what what is it what is it in us as a human I think most humans don't want to take responsibility for their actions. And uh, insinuating, okay. sorry, I'm not see it as positive. I'm not going to stop. That uh, it's just that it's just an escape. It's just uh, it's it's not to take responsibility within yourself, but to hang that responsibility on the hook of being religious, yes. of being forgiven, yes. of being loved above all. 
So at least that makes you that at least that makes you acceptable to yourself. Am I right? Is that what you say? Yes. No, but no, I'm saying it's an excuse. The yes, devil, but that is an excuse. Devil yes. makes I didn't do it. From day one, dude. And yet wait. So if you take can you hear me? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm listening. Yeah. In concept of religion and creation. I think about it. I go, I go from day one, the first time human beings made a mistake, they blamed someone else. Eve blamed the snake. Adam blamed Eve from day one. So sh sh if the Bible is 100% historically accurate, which there are people who believe it, and that the earth is only six or 7,000 years old, let's, let's go with that for a bit, just for a moment. Let's suspend our disbelief. Let's open our minds. And I go... Eve didn't go, shit, I didn't listen. I felt like it and I didn't care. And Adam goes, yeah, because, you know, she's my wife and I support her. If they didn't do that, no, 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 no. It was the snakes. And then, wait, it gets better. <laughs> then our creator who made us in the Bible goes, oh, shame. I love you guys so much because I made you. So I've got this long plan involved for the next 3,000 years. And you're going to live my plan. But you have freedom of choice and you have freedom of, I mean. That sounds like Cyril. That sounds like Cyril, but go on. <laughs> on every level, man. It's like, it's bizarre for me. <laughs> and that's we really based our entire religion on it. The Jewish faith first, and then Jesus came, and then the Muslims. So the three main faiths on this planet, rock, that guides us every day is based on the fact that we're not responsible. God will save us, and uh, you have to act in a certain way for that to happen. And if you don't, you're going to die and go to hell. End of story. How, yeah. how as a concept, Rian, how limiting, how restrictive, how oh, it's just insane. It's insane. No, it is. It is. The question is, where would we find ourselves? You know, it's like a, a scruff and a moor and mm. a washer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so the washer is religion. So it buffets. Yes. It holds and it buffets. Okay. And the screw from the moon is the screw from the moon. You, you understand what I'm saying? Um, I'm with you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very interesting because it's, it's, it's like a, it's, it, it, it's a buffer. Hmm. It's a buffer. It's a stick. It's something to hold onto yes. outside of yourself. And I've often said that. Um, but then the flip side of that is what else do we have? Park that and I say, how do you live in the moment? And even the Bible says you should, or there is some sections, and you know the Bible far better than me because of your background. Yes. Um, but there's uh, the, the, the fact that you need to live in the moment and you need to trust implicitly. Yes. Do you hear what I'm saying? So, uh, yes, it, it, I also I find myself in a bit of a wilderness when I bring all of these thoughts and ideas and reasonings yes. into my um, into my uh, Nutribullet brain mm. and I give it a big you understand what I'm saying? I 
I don't have answers. I don't have answers. To this. No. I see it. I see it like you see it, I believe, um, very clearly. But I cannot... Um, uh, what is the other purpose then? What is the other way? Okay. Would it be just to float and to be and to... I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how that... I think I don't know how that would pan out. Okay, this is what I, I know. This is my thoughts on on this. What you've just said. Everything starts with intention. What is your intention when you get up in the morning? What is your intention today? Is it to do some work? Is it to chill out? Are you in a bad mood? Are you in a good mood? Or you? It's all about you. Think about it from your point of view, right? You go. I'm a human being in this world. Yes. What I'm meant to achieve? What am I meant yes. to? Now, some people have an exceptionally high drive. They get up at five, they work four hours before they even go to work. They got a journey. There are people that are like that and they are seen as successful. They are seen as because they make money and have big houses and have a big pension plan and can retire and style and travel and see the world and take pictures and sit at dinner parties and tell other people where they've been and how they experienced in the world and just bragging, 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 showing off. They're those people and good for them. And they run the planet, I guess, because they have money. The root of all evil is the love of money. And I still believe that on this planet today, the fact that we have money and you have to do something for money is what fucks up the planet. Now, what is the alternative? I'm not a sociologist. and I didn't study it. However, I think it all starts with the individual. And I follow Buddhism as a philosophy. Um, and in Buddhism, they have the eight-step part where they say... You must have the right choice, right action, right intent. You must say the right words. You must have the right lifestyle, eat the right food. You know, that's all about being right for you, but it might not be right for someone else. And if someone else yes. to cause you harm, that's where I draw the line is by intent. Is your intent to bullshit me and to get an idea out of me and then walk away and then give me almost no return and because you have the money and you can grow it, but it was my idea. Ideas are a dime a dozen as some of your previous clients and colleagues have said to you, even Rian, or is your intent yeah. to and, and reward everyone equitably, not give them half the company. And that's not what I'm saying, but if you came up with an idea and a branding plan that has now catapulted a company into a direction where people have gotten bonuses and become independently wealthy, and yet you don't, that for me is wrong because then the intent was never to include you. Um, it was to harvest from you ideas that I don't have myself, but I know how money works. So then I can make all the money and fuck you. The intent is yeah. wrong. It's all about chasing the money. When I have money, then I'll do good. Look at Suleiman that you've we've discussed on the shows before. Yeah. Only to do good. Every single yeah. day. And you can see it. Yeah. And that's where consistency and yeah. focus, just to loop back on our initial elephant, consistency and focus, yeah. correct. I think he, he he most probably is the most exquisite example of exactly that. 100%. Uh, singular purpose, singular purpose, and absolute consistency. 100%. It's amazing, actually. But, but, but think about it. He was also, he studied medicine. Yes. He's a medical doctor. So, I mean, there was also other purposes in his life. You understand what I'm saying? I do, but it yeah. came over time, came together in Gift of the Givers, and now it's quite singular, 
And yes, it's it's absolutely driven. He drives it. It's like he all... drives that gift of giving. Yes, exactly. exactly. Huh? It's amazing. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, that is. I think if I could wish that to myself and to anybody, is to have a kind of a timeline. That I mean, I I don't know this man intim intimately or his or his history. But that that you come to a point in your life at some time yes. where your purpose becomes quite singular, where it suits you and where you committed to it, and that it reaches beyond stuff like money and stuff that you have, yes, earthly stuff that you own, but that it's a purpose that will take you um, into life for whatever and how far ever life reaches for you as an individual you mm. understand so if you're christian you would say yeah you know i i might go to heaven or whatever i don't i don't know but all i'm saying is i wish that onto people a singular purpose as beautifully executed by somebody like a uh, suleiman from mm. gift of the givers yes mm. and and but but then at the same at the same time, then, let's talk about the most prominent business person at the moment. Look at Elon Musk, for example. Look at his single purpose. He started PayPal. He sold part of it. He made his three, first $300 million. He then reinvested all $300 million. He started SpaceX. He started Tesla. I mean, he's constantly busy with multiple purposes. He's not singularly focused. He's, he's single, no, he's not. but he's focused the betterment of mankind. And this is where the Mars thing comes in. But I mean... Besides going to Mars, launching satellites into space, starting an in-network, having Tesla, doing batteries, looking at energy, solar tile roofs, flamethrowers, underground tunnels, um, there must be hundreds of other things he's busy with that we're not even aware of. And he, yeah. and he, that. So what a what an amazing mind and person to look at. Um, and this is not from a philosophical point of view. I also don't know him. I can only see from what I've seen. But I look at that versus a Jeff Bezos who was start a company from your garage, grow it till you're very rich. And when you get all your money, then start behaving like a dick, change your entire person, divorce your wife, give her half, find the new girl, go build a $300 million yacht, apparently, which they can't get out of the harbor in Holland. Have you heard that story? Rotterdam. Yeah, no, I know they had to, because there's a bridge that's historic yes. and they had to take the half built yacht out of the harbor because um, they had to remove it because if they finished it in the dock, but under the bridge, they wouldn't have been able to. Yeah, they couldn't, and and the the, the government was not prepared to dismantle the bridge. But how? I mean, it's that a man yeah. who three hundred million dollars or however or three billion dollars or thirty billion, whatever the thing was, I can't remember now. Business into Holland throws his weight around and says he'll give them the 60 million they need to dismantle it, take the boat out and then build it back again. And they just went, fuck you, no. We're not taking your money. Yeah, but now, what you know, you know what's the interesting thing here? And it's the kind of glaring thing to me with Bezos. Yes. His ex-wife is a very good writer. She's now married to her kid's science teacher. You know, she, uh, Bezos's ex-wife, is single-handedly the biggest... Um, what do you call a, 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 a donor a donor of money hmm. yes in the world yes. that includes him that includes elon musk etc cetera, etc cetera. 
Now, the irony is, if you look at Bezos with that little wandering eye, and he's propped up Mexican or whatever, Spanish, Lolita. South American, whatever. Mm. Yeah, the helicopter pilot as well. Um, uh, and, and you look at his style and his attitude and uh, what an uh, incredible contrast. Yes. And I think that's a beautiful example where purpose, they might have shared a common purpose, him and his ex-wife. Initially, yeah. Initially. Yeah. And then I think things changed. And obviously he still has his purpose. Uh, whoever and whatever that is. And she has a totally different purpose that is directly in contrast to, it seems, his purpose in yes. life. And, so and I book. find that quite yeah. I find that quite interesting, very interesting. And I also find uh, Bill Gates's uh, yes. divorce from his wife. Yes. Very interesting because I can tell you now that the Jeffrey Epstein and yes. the, the island and the young uh, underage girls. It all happened. And, yeah, 100%. Uh, th that, that all contributed to the fact that I think the Melinda and Bill Gates Foundation had a certain purpose. And I think she might be still driving that she quite is. intensely. 100%. Whilst he's kind of, he, he's faded into the background because I think he's bloody ashamed of of what he has been over his lifetime line up to yes. now. 100%. 100%. But it, it brings me back to that, where are the good, where have the good role models gone? Sure. Yeah, that's a very good question. Where are they? You know, that's... Put up your, yeah. raise your hand, people. <laughs> Come, good CEO. Yeah, Raise uh, your that's, fucking that's, hands. That's, that's, that's an interesting one. That's they're all playing again. The let's standard. go back. Yeah, let's go back to what religion reflects when we look into that mirror. Is that we sin, brother? We sin. It comes no, no. easy. This is that broad road. By the way, just so you know, I'm judging. I myself have sinned and wronged people. I know this, but I'm saying these yeah. people that are out there running their lives leading the charge on policy, global policy, everything else for the good of mankind. And yet, and yet, what is going on? And I'm not saying that they should be perfect. No one is saying this. No one is I'm not saying that. Yeah. But I'm saying they pretend to be. They pretend to do no wrong. They pretend to care. They pretend, pretend, pretend. And it's all just a big hugging game. That's what it is. And that's what I posted the other day. I saw this thing from Kafka who says he... He, he realized how ashamed and embarrassed he is that he thought life was about showing your real face when all it was is a big play. You have to have masks all yeah. the time. Yes, all the time. Because if you're truthful, and if, people will exploit you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Isn't isn't that ironic? But isn't amongst, that yeah. incredibly ironic? Exactly. Yes. So in amongst all of this, the 30 years that I've worked with people, I'm trying to know, I'm just, I ask myself this question and I go, I have been mean to people. I've been hard on people. I've been abusive in work relationships to people. When I say abusive, I mean, from a work point of view and expectation point of view, I've been told that I'm hard and difficult. So I'm not, please, this is not about, you know, saying how awesome 
me or you or anyone is. It's yeah. the question about when you reflect upon your life, are you being truthful with yourself even? And that's the hardest yeah. thing about this consistency that we're doing. Yeah. And right now I'm in a position, as are you, as are most people on this planet going, I wish I had made different choices and invested money differently so that I could have access to it to do different things. But I didn't. I made bad choices. I made bad decisions. And it has cost me my financial autonomy. I'm not financially autonomous. And I'm sure most people... Yeah, but, but you must, we must watch out. Those are not necessarily bad choices. It no, they were on the mirror you look into. No, no they were bad yeah, yeah. I should have invested some money so that I could have had some money to <laughs> because I'm in a position where... Uh, it's not necessarily the case. And my peers around me that I came up with, many of them... But within, are, oh. but within, your, within your purpose, your defined subjective purpose, yes. um, you made lots of decisions. Yes. You contributed, contributed in different ways. Yes, yes. Uh, I think you need to sit back and digest that. Take stock and I think it. that's what... Really? I think we should all, as yes. as people, as yes. individuals, take stock of our purpose yes. and then decide if we can live with our purpose. Right. If we, as, as a person or an individual, can live with our purses, uh, purpose. Yes. And then, yeah, um, uh, you know, the other thing to me is, uh, if you say to me, uh, like macro, micro, Macro, define your purpose. I would say place and space and giving. That's my purpose. Place, space, and giving. And everything that feeds into and out of those three things yeah. is my purpose. Yeah. But I didn't realize that when I was 20 or 30. Um, so when did my, you realize my... but Hang on, stop, stop, stop. When did you come to that realization that that is your purpose? <laughs> you're going to laugh. But I think in the last, there was actually a, a, a moment in an art class. I went back to art classes. As and recent there was a as moment this in, year, is what you're saying? Yes, as recent as this year. Oh, wow. I remember, I, I realized that space and place and giving within that realm of space and place is where I that is my purpose that's where i find myself oh. that's where i am best at yes and that's where i'm most comfortable at now oh. the role that money plays in that um yeah more money would just extend my purpose of course that's my reality. That, but that gives me hope then because i've multiple times in my life thought i found my purpose and when I tried to be an entrepreneur, I realized that wasn't my purpose. When I tried to um, sort of uh, run my own thing from scratch, I realized that wasn't my purpose. I'm not really an entrepreneur in the, the purest sense of the word. What I am is an enabler. I know that I'm an enabler. I yes. like to enable yes. in a positive way, enabling other people's dreams. The problem with that is that you're always at their whim. Because I would love my yeah. own independence. I would love not to have to answer to anyone and go, this is what I want to do and make it work. But that's an entrepreneur. But you need people around you to want to do that. So I've realized my my 
for now anyway. And still, I always keep coming back to that. No matter what I try, I come back to that. So that's why the school in Lagos, for example, it was the perfect situation for me. Someone went and fetched the money, did everything, and I had to just run it. And I ran the shit out of it, man. I know I did. I know I did a, a good job. And I'm not bragging or, I don't, I, you know, I'm not saying... Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I'm good at doing that. The problem is once stuff starts running, the people who employ you to do it go, oh, we don't need you anymore because it's running. And I'm not one of those guys like most. And I should be. If I was a sociopath, I would have made sure I left it so the whole thing collapsed so they can call me and say, oh, fuck, everything's collapsing since you left. Please come back. But I'm from the philosophy yeah. of the seven habits of highly successful people where you start with the end in mind and you leave things running properly in place you don't become addictive so that you feel like you're needed you know um because there are those kind of people they put things in place so that when you extract them everything falls apart because they don't give people information i'm a bit of an oversharer so i'm a enabler and oversharer to my own detriment because i've often cut myself out of and you too in some way you like that too you you enable you create and then it, when the sand gets kicks in your face, you go, fuck you, turn around and walk away because I will not be held to ransom by other people's ideologies and their psych- psych- psychopathies. I will not. I will not. I didn't let my father do it. I haven't let any of the business people I've worked with do it. It's not going to start at 57. I won't do it. And the problem is it limits yeah. my potential to earn. It limits your potential to earn because you're not a bullshitter. Yeah, maybe that's no, look, it's interesting. So, you know, the reigning values, yeah, the reigning values like money and wantum, etc., etc., those things unfortunately are the reigning values, those are the reigning issues in life. But I think if I can, uh, I think one should um, take time to find your own purpose, try and be neutral regarding these reigning worldly values <coughs> sorry yeah. see how you manage your own purpose around and through that and how it could maybe work for your purpose in life yes um and yeah you know that's the kind of inconsistent consistency that has become part of my life so that's it yeah well, it's very I- subjective yeah, you have but to look between it. the lines. Yeah, you have to move between the shapes, yeah. like water, more like water, yes. my friend. Yes. You must be like water. Yeah, I come back yeah. to that every time in my life. I'm an enabler. I help people realize their dreams. I can bob and flow, bob and weave, adapt or die, uh, move and shake and rock and roll. You know, I mean, we have open yeah. minds like that. So that's so. Really- so for me, for me, just to end this off. Yes. I uh, thank God. I'm very privileged. I think I'm extremely privileged. Likewise. And I'm thankful for that every single second of my life. Yeah, because of our birth and the situation we grew up in. Correct. Correct. Yeah. That opportunities. The the thing is, have we squandered those opportunities or have we um, capitalized on them? That's the question I ask. Yeah. I think the older you get, the more you realize that it's uh, in the moment. Uh, Don't regret don't regret. Don't look back on. But you must also not bullshit, um, right? No, you mustn't bullshit yourself. But what is it? Uh, you you know, and I'm sure there's many a word spoken around uh, not regretting and not looking back 
and not to chastise yourself. Uh, it's too much. it's not going to make real with yourself. Yeah, no, must, live in the moment and deal yeah. with yourself. Yeah. 100%, 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, and be consistent. Try and work some consistency, even if we are inconsistent as we are. That is our consistency. Yeah. I think we have to stick yeah. to that. At least, at least people would be able to listen to us tomorrow. You hear what I'm so. saying? I think so. So, <laughs> so, <that's, laughs> so, so we're consistent in producing something yes. that both of us enjoy. And pushing Good. the boundaries and thinking out the box. Yeah. That bad old eighties example, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I agree, Tiadu. I do love that. No, you're done now. You're where are you going now? I thought we still had no, some. I'm going. Talk about, I'm going. I want to go. I want I want to go and cough on my own outside. <laughs> you're gonna go cough on your own outside. Oh my god. Okay, well that's beyond yeah. checking out of this conversation. Well done. We almost yeah, had for this week, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I must get over this flu now, but it's taking a while. You must, yeah. I've got a bit of flu. Okay, well start it with your recovery and thank you for listening, all 350 of you or 400. Let's keep pushing it. Please share this podcast if you liked it. Just the link that you get from us, please just copy and paste it and forward it to 50 of your closest friends. We're trying to build this podcast over time and we try not to pander um, and we're hoping that we'll get noticed and find some funding somewhere just to make this thing tick over. If you enjoy, let us know. Uh, write us a mail at twoelephants.tart, T-H-E-A-R-T, at gmail.com. I know there are links you can click apparently in the podcast, guys, um, and sometimes they don't work. So just type the address into your email browser and drop us a line. Tell us what elephants we should be talking about. Uh, give us some criticism. Give us feedback. We love that. We're open to it, as you've heard. We have open minds. Nerian. Absolutely. Lacquer. But have a lacquer Friday, everybody. Have a lacquer weekend. You too, Rio. What are you doing this weekend? Let's talk about weekend plans. Weekend plans? Oh, weekend plans. You know, my plans, I'm, I need to go and buy bird seed because okay. I feed the birds. Okay. Um, Okay. I uh, I'm going to see one or two friends. Nice. So I'm just nice. going to visit people. They're in Pretoria. You know, here in Irene, here in Irene, yes. we have tea with uh, we go for tea and we have oh tea gosh. together. Oh, that's very colonial. Yeah. Yes. And then, no, it's not that colonial. But in any case, I'm joking. So man. yeah, I need to I need to get back into my art. I need to organize yes. artworks down to Cape Town. Oh nice. So I have a few awesome. hurdles hurdles that I need to clear. Yes. Okay, Laka. We're doing tennis. It's the Good. women finals, women and men finals this weekend. Saturday, oh, the, oh, Sunday, the men. Strawberries and cream. Well, I bought some oh, strawberries and cream. Yeah. You laugh. I did some. Again, uh, my wife is big into sport and tennis. She comes from a sporting household. Me, not so much. But I'm getting into it. I can get into a thing. You know, like we have open minds. So when I'm in it, I can be 100% there and not <laughs> think about it for the rest of the year. You know what I mean? So, and World Cups yeah. come. Stuff. Yeah. So I have my moments. I've slowly grown into enjoying sport. But I'm not a fanatic. I won't do it every day, and I won't follow the trends and stuff. But yeah, so that's yeah. what we're doing this weekend. And Listen, just around the house. Work, work on that slice on your backhand. Eh? Work on backhand. That. Hey, I've got a. You know what? A quick, quick, quick story on that. Uh, Louise Trenek, who's a friend of both of ours. When I in my previous life, we had a tennis court where I lived, and she came to play tennis. She goes, "Come play tennis with me." I'm like, "I'm not really a player." So I started playing with her. And what I did, I never had a backhand. I just switched hands because I was ambidextrous when I was younger. And she used to yeah. get so infuriated by it. She goes, stop switching hands. I'm like, I can play tennis any way I want. She goes, you'll never make it on the professional scene. I said, I know, but I will play my tennis the way I want. And she, we eventually stopped playing because I never had a backhand. I just skipped 
switching my hands and I played randomly, you know. I wasn't I wasn't a good player. But no, no, that's but that's quite unique. Mm, yes. That's True. quite unique. That's that's an interesting purpose, that one on the court. No, but I would never be professional. So, anyway, but Lava Lack will no, be never. Never. look after yourself, feel you better. Too. And we'll catch you next week. Good man. Luck. Uh, Super. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.